Welcome to Around the CPL Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal Plain League. This is episode five, and it's a good one. So, without delay, take a listen to this. Payoff pitch from Stone King, ripped into right field, falling fast. That's going to get down, fair. Along the line, it's going to roll to the wall. MJ Rooker's going to make a turn at second. Throw's going to come in. It is on the line. It's to Marcelli's in safely. MJ Rooker just hit for the cycle in four at-bats. That was CPL Hitter of the Week, MJ Rooker of the Macon Bacon. The middle Georgia State product achieved a rare super cycle on June 17th versus the Lexington County Blowfish when he completed a cycle in only four at-bats and followed it up with a walk in each of his final two plate appearances. Overall on the week, Rooker finished with a blistering 524 batting average to go along with two doubles, one triple, two home runs, and 11 total hits across 21 at-bats while also driving in eight for an even 1,000 slugging percentage. Oh, but that's not all. I've got one more for you. The age of 21. Here comes the pitch. Runner takes off for second. Ground ball on over to second. Scooped up by Boone. Relay to first. It's a no-hitter. Paul Hall Jr. no-hits the Tobs. Your ears are not deceiving you. CPL Pitcher of the Week Paul Hall Jr. of the Peninsula Pilots threw a no-hitter versus the Wilson Tobs on June 18th in the second game of the doubleheader. The Lenore Ryan product put the clamps on a Tobs offense that ranks in the top five of the league in run scored striking out nine and walking only two across his complete game seven-inning shutout. The left-hander needed only 85 pitches on the night, tossing 54 for strikes. Don't miss any of the action all season long as fans can watch every Coastal Plain League game for free on all devices at cplbaseball.com or stream via Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, or Amazon Fire. Now, on today's episode, you'll get a chance to listen to part of my conversation with High Point Thomasville High Toms coach Brian Roundtree. I said just part of our conversation because we chatted about baseball for close to an hour and a half. Such an easy guy to talk to. Brian spent time playing ball for South Carolina, the Detroit Tigers organization, and was a coach for 19 years at Louisiana Tech. This year, he will be coaching the CPL Select team for the second year in a row as they play the men's USA Baseball National Team on July 1st at 4 p.m. in Cary, North Carolina. Let's go ahead and have a listen to my interview with Brian Roundtree. So you've been around the game for many years, having started as a player at South Carolina and eventually playing actually with the Detroit Tigers organization for a few years before beginning your coaching career. So how did you get started in just playing the game of baseball? How did you fall in love with it? Oh, well, just, just playing the game of baseball itself. I mean, I can remember being in the, in the backyard with my dad, you know, that was, that was one of the first, one of the first memories that I have, you know, and I think the second ball he threw to me, you know, you, you know, parents always tell the kids, okay, hold your glove up. And whenever I hear that, I remember the very first one I caught, I was real confident, threw it back to him. And he said, hold your glove up again. I held my glove glove up this time. This time he threw it hit me in the nose with it. I didn't move my glove, which I, that, that, that was a very teachable moment for me right there. So I learned, Hey, you got to be able to move the glove. It just doesn't automatically go in there. But, uh, you know, I just, I just remember those times, uh, in the backyard, just playing catch, you know, always loved doing that. Always had friends that played, you know, and, 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 and we just, I just really seemed to connect with friends and family that way. And, uh, you know, it's always, it's always been just a, a passion of mine ever, ever since I was a kid, of course, and then going through, going through little league to American Legion baseball and then to, uh, 
um, a high school and college. And so it's, you know, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. What do you think it is about baseball that allows people just to get to know each other better? Like where does this family atmosphere come in? That's different from like baseball or basketball. What do you think? Well, it's just, uh, you know, you know, baseball has been ingrained, um, in our culture and in our society. I mean, you look at the state of North Carolina, I know the state of North Carolina and South Carolina for years had uh, textile teams, not only textile teams, but they also had minor league uh, affiliates here. And, and, and so it's just, it's just woven into the, into the culture and just being able to, you know, go to a game again, having those young memories as a father, son, as a lot of us have been able to have and just being able to sit down and, go to game and talk about the game or, or, or go out there and be a part of it. It's much more fun to play, I think. But at the same time, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just being able to connect and you can have those connections, not only again, like if it's a, a father, son, or another family member, but you can connect with, connect with friends over it because you're out there playing, you know, you know, you've got to get X amount to play and, you know, and, and, and so again, I just think that, um, you know, you, you, you I just think that, being able to um, uh, get out there and play the game itself and and uh, just have fun. The game of baseball, you know, was 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 meant to be played. You know, that's why the umpire says play ball. He never says work ball. You know, he says play ball. You know, and so that's where the the fun comes in. But I think just the game of baseball itself is is woven into into the fabric of our society and the fabric of our country, and uh, everybody wants to be a part of that. You had mentioned, you know, prior to uh, coaching the CPL, uh, you were coaching with Louisiana Tech. When did you decide, hey, let's start coaching rather than playing? What attracted you to coaching? Well, um, I, I, co- I coached at Louisiana Tech. I was there from the fall. I was I got there in the, the fall of 95, was there to um, uh, uh, 2014. And what, and what really... Uh, uh, drew me to baseball was, you know, initially I went to school, went to college. I got a, I got a degree in criminal justice and I thought, okay, this is, this is the path that I'm, I'm ready to go down. I'm ready to, ready to, uh, to start in, in the criminal justice field somewhere. And, and I had an opportunity, um, with coach Reigns, who was the head coach at the university of South Carolina, who I played for. And there was an opportunity for me there to start coaching. And, and, and it was something that I always enjoyed. I mean, I, I never looked at going out on the field and working on my pitching delivery or my mechanics or throwing. I never looked at it as work. And, and so anytime I've, I've coached, I've never, I've, I've always been in a position. I felt like I've been very blessed and that, you know, I've, I've, I've not had to work a day in, day in my life coaching. You know, there's some things that I have to do with maintenance of the field and, a bunch of other stuff that comes along with it. But I mean, as far as being out there and, and coaching, there's always been a drive and a passion for me. There's been a way to uh, connect with players who have that same kind of drive and passion. There's been a, a way to, um, uh, to help others. You know, I, I just, I see it as I had coaches and uh, parents and family members who helped me along the way to being able to have an opportunity to go to college, to realize a dream of being uh, drafted by the Tigers, being able to play professional baseball. And I always felt, always felt like I owe, I owe, I owe the, I owe the game. I owe other people because it, it, 
it allowed me to get an education. It allowed me to see and do a lot of things. And, and, and I still, to this day, when I walk in this clubhouse, I owe, I owe, I owe fans, I owe players, I owe my, owe my, uh, uh, excuse me, my players that play for us. I owe, uh, my coaching staff, I owe the, uh, uh, the CPL. I mean, I owe people to do the best job that I can because the game has. I felt like it has brought me, uh, brought me so much, and so that's that's kind of where that where that comes from, and being able to see uh, players realize their goals and dreams. And for some of them, you know, it's being it's being real good college players and going back a better player. And sometimes it means like. In the case we just had this year, uh, Nikki Lopez, who's with the Kansas City Royals, Nikki uh, played here in the CPL in 2015. Uh, you know, to see him realize a goal and a dream, and to see him put that big league uniform on—I mean, it just, man, I'm I'm so excited for him and his family. Um, year before that, in 2014, I coached Phil Maton, who's who's a pitcher in the San Diego with uh, excuse me, with the San Diego Padres, to be really close and connected with him and see him realize that goal and that dream. I mean, I'm just, I'm excited and so proud for them because I know the work they put into it, you know, and that's a, that's a tough job description to fill, but uh, you know, but I do know this, they had passion, they had energy for the game. And, and so that's, that's what I hope I'm able to translate to our, to our players. That's what I hope that they see in me as a coach that, Hey, he, he enjoys being here. He enjoys relating with the players. He enjoys, uh, giving time and effort to us. And, you know, I think, I think that's how you get the best out of people. When people see that you're, you're invested in them, when they see that you're, um, you know, I've, I've always learned there's transactional coaches, there's transformational coaches. I hope that I lean more on the side of being a transformational coach that I can not just help them with baseball, but help them with their, with their walk in life as well. Well, and you had, you jumped ahead of me there with commenting on Nicky Lopez, which is completely fine because we've seen a lot of major league stars uh, go through the CPL. Uh, a lot of them recently this year, it seems like it's been the rise of the minor league prospects in the major leagues with all these different injuries uh, to big name players. And then you'll see the minor league players just, just come up and step up to the plate and they are, they're thriving. And it's exciting to see that, you know, I don't know how many more are left as when I was growing up, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. So like Pujols is one of the last remaining ones of, you know, what I watched growing up. And so we're, we're seeing this new generation ushered in. So do you think that that's one of the things that excites you about coaching in the CPL is, is watching them just blossom into big league players? You know, again, when you, when you have a player or two like that in your clubhouse, it really excites you. But to be honest with you, I look around at all the teams that we have in this league, the teams that we play, uh, going to the all-star game, going to this, uh, select game that we're going to have with Team USA. I look at that and I look at these players, and the thing I try to do is make sure that I encourage them because I'm telling you, they sometimes those players don't look at themselves as you know they they look at these big leaguers and they go, man, I don't I don't know if I can ever really attain that. And part of my job as a coach is to make sure that I go, hey, they were just like you just like you, whether you realize it or not, they're, they're just like you. But, you know, it, again, it's a process they have to go through. It's a process that, you know, I mean, Nikki Lopez was, 
was drafted, played for us, was drafted out of Creighton. And you know what? He started his first summer was in Burlington, North Carolina, because I drove over there and watched him. I mean, that's he started in rookie ball. You no, know, Nicky Lopez, even though he was a third or fourth round pick, whatever he was, didn't start out in double A. He started in rookie ball and he paid the price to be successful. He did it in he did it in rookie ball, did it in A ball, double A, triple A, Arizona Fall League, spring training. I mean, he 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 paid his dues and he again, he's a worker. But as I look around the league and I see the players that are involved in the CPL, it really excites me. I mean, it excites me to see the type of kids that are playing for each one of these teams. And sometimes, boy, you hate seeing that guy that's on the mound that's 95 miles an hour that's that's giving you giving your team the business. But at the same time, you kind of look and go, you know what, that guy has an opportunity one day to really realize a goal and a dream that they have or there's a hitter that's just wearing you out and you're just like, man, what? how can we get this guy out? You know, but, you know, it – it allows um, it allows us to see those kind of players. It allows uh, you know players to come in here and test their metal, so to speak, against each other. You know, as it says, iron sharpens iron, and so that's what I see uh, in this league. That's what I see from our players. That's what I see from our coaches. I see our coaches making making steps and moving. I get an opportunity to see um, umpires. I get an opportunity to see umpires that are that are here and they're taking their step into minor league baseball. I get to see some of the, some of the front office staff do the same thing and find out where they're moving and where they're stepping next. And so it's great seeing the players. It's great seeing the league and what, what, what's being accomplished um, as they, as they move forward as whether they're players or umpires or front office staff or coaches, it's real neat to see how that has gone over the years and where they've where they've moved and how they're progressing. I mean, this is this is a league that that's that, that's helping grow leaders and helping to grow um, future professionals. Well, you mentioned the CPL Select team. This is actually going to be, I think, your second season as head coach of that CPL Select team when you take on the U.S. Collegiate National Team, July first at four p.m at USA Baseball Complex, uh, actually close by to me uh, here in Cary, North Carolina. That's actually actually a week from today, I believe, Monday. So what does this opportunity mean, well, one, to you personally, as well as what does it mean for the league and its players you know, as a whole? You're, you're going up against some, some pretty talented players, and we've competed pretty well the past two years. So what's, what's this mean to everybody involved? I'm blessed and honored to be asked and allowed to coach um, uh, to coach. Uh, to coach this team, to coach the CPL team, uh, these these kids that have been uh, selected by by the league uh, through their coaches and nominated and everything else. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm honored. Uh, you know, I, you know, my uh, or a guy that's going to be assisting me with that is Kevin Sweeney there from Holly Springs. I'm excited to, um, you know, have him on board with this and to pick his brain and to and to uh, learn some baseball in the process while we're doing this. But it's it's such a great opportunity for these kids. They're going to be in front of over 100, 125 scouts and front office people and everything like that. And this is a great opportunity for not just the Team USA kids, but it's going to be a great opportunity for the kids uh, with the CPL Select team to put themselves out there and to show them that they belong on that field. And, uh, you know, and we sure, you know, we go out there 
we go out there to compete. We go out there to have fun and to get after it. But I'm promise you this: we ain't there just showing up. We're not just there showing up. Just okay, we can we can roll out there and you know put on a CPL jersey and look good. I mean, our kids last year. I know when I was involved with our team, and this year, I mean, I mean, we're going there to win. I mean, we're going there to win this game, just like just like Team USA wants to win. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. It it you know uh, uh, Team USA is wearing. I mean, we're going out there to show that hey. Here's who we are. Here's how we're representing the CPL, and we're going to get after them, and we're going to we're going to push them because we also know that hey, you know, Team USA is going to have an opportunity to play Cuba. They're going to have an opportunity to play some some uh, international games and that sort of thing. And I know Coach McDonald will do a will do a good job with them and their coaching staff. And you know, it's just a it's a great opportunity for us. It's a great opportunity all the way around. It's a great opportunity for Team USA. It's a great opportunity for. Uh, our league or select team here in the CPL, and uh, it's going to be fun, but I promise you we're going to get after it. Well, and at this point, you're somewhat familiar with the players selected to the game, either playing against them the past couple years or, or coaching even some of them. So what are some some notes you can share with the listeners about what they can expect to see versus the USA next week, as well as what all was involved with the process of selecting those players? Well, I mean, you know, the process, first of all, I mean, uh, you know, it's hard being, being, being able, you know, being able for the, uh, the league to sit down and say, okay, who do we, who do we choose? You know, because there's only X number that can be on the roster. And I promise you, we could sit down and put together another team that would be as good as this first team. That's, that's how strong the talent is in the CPL. But, you know, with that being said, there has to be, okay, there's got to be some things or there's only, you know, X number on the roster and that's what we have uh, to go with. I know just just right off the top of my head, I know that uh, um, for us, Miles Christian was in the game last year. He's back. I think um, uh, Crabtree was with us last year, who's a first baseman from uh, Holly Springs. And I recognize – uh, Dustin McGowan, who's from Forest City. I can't remember if Dustin was with us last year. I know I know Dustin was part of our uh, all-star team and everything like that. So there's 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 a few guys in here, uh, three or four guys in here that I recognize from last year, and I know that they you know you know they have unfinished business, so to speak. But but I look and we have a lot of um, new faces in here, which is a good thing too. I mean, we have some new faces that are in here that are. Uh, this will be their first go around with the league. This will be the first go around with, uh, playing, playing team USA. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I know those guys, there's some of them that I've seen, but I also know there's a lot of them that I haven't seen, but when, you know, the league or, or myself, we sit down, we talk to the coaches, we have a good idea of, okay, here's, here's who we have and here's who we're going out there. Um, here's who we're going out there with to um, uh, play uh, play Team USA uh, next Monday night. For the 10th straight season, the Coastal Plain League has partnered up with Baseball America to bring you the Coastal Plain League Corner. During each issue of Baseball America this summer, fans can now keep up to date on some of the key headlines this CPL season has to offer through the CPL Corner. Don't have Baseball America? Then you're missing out. For a special CPL discount, please visit the league website at www.coastalplane.com and click on one of the Baseball America banners to sign up. For the most information on baseball, be sure to visit Baseball America on the web at www.coastalplane.com. 
www.baseballamerica.com. Well, and, and we've been fairly successful. I know last year uh, the CPL Select team took a 1-0 lead going late into the inning, and then it slipped away, uh, unfortunately losing 2-1. to But then the prior year, 2017, uh, we won 10-0 over the USA. So showings like that, you know, barely losing a game uh, versus uh, beating USA team uh, pretty well, what does that show about, you know, you mentioned the, the, the talents of the CPL and its players, but what else does that tell people as far as how, where the league has started and where it's come from, where it's at now, and how we can pretty much compete with, with some of the toughest teams out there? Yeah, well, uh, you know, just, just my background, my first, my first year to coach in this league was 2001, and I remember just vaguely kind of how the league was set up and just the players in the teams and some of them are the same ones that are here now and obviously there are new ones as well and so that speaks to the growth um, that speaks to the growth of the league and uh, just the way just the way the, the the front offices are run the way our umpires are handled again just the overall growth of our league to when my opportunity to come back here uh, in 2015 and managed the high times when I st- stepped back into into this role and got to see um, you know got to see whether it was Ashboro Far City Gastonia all the teams in the league it was like wow this this league is not just taking you know a couple steps forward this league is taking some jumps forward and and you know not only with uh, players, but with facilities and just, just again interns and how and and how everything is run. You just you see it's being built and set up for success, and you know you just can't take any collegiate summer team and just throw some players together and go compete against Team USA. I mean, Team USA obviously, you know, the players there are very good. Uh, they're handpicked from all over the country. And, um, you know, so I think the last few years, it, it really, you know, uh, you know, it really speaks volumes to the type of player that's that's uh, that's in our league that that scouts want to, you know, they want to come see players. And that's what they're going to get an opportunity to see with the select game. But I promise you, those scouts can also go into our league in any night and go see the type of players they need to see for next year's uh next year's draft and so it's um you know it's again it's 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 you know it's really awesome to see how far how far the league has come and where we're at now and the thing it is we we've still we we've still got more room for growth we've still got room uh to continue uh to push and be better as as um you know as as a league itself and 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 we're I think I think we're doing that. I see it everywhere. I mean, I, again, I see it through uh, the coaches. I see it through the players. I see it when uh, we get to get on the phone and talk to coaches about our league. I mean, you know, I, I promise you, when we finished up last year, we, you know, we, we were fortunate that we played um, we played Moorhead City uh, for the championship and. Uh, Coach Jesse and them beat us, and you know I promise you, when I got home, man, I was, you know, you know I was down. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to win just like he did. But I promise you, I, I when, when I got home or got to the office that night, I turned on my computer and already had ten emails about players for the following year, 
And so the, the, the coaches that are in the, in the uh, college ranks understand uh, how good this league is, how it prepares their guys uh, uh, for what they're going to see. And so it's, um, you know, again, it's, it's been, it's been fun to, uh, it's, it's, it's been fun to be a part of and everything like that, but there's been a lot of work that has gone into that again, from 2001 to when I got here in 2015, there was a lot of work by a lot of people that made all this happen. I was just blessed and fortunate to be able to step in and go, Oh, wow. Look at this, man. This, this is awesome. This is great. And so, um, you know, definitely look forward to, uh, you know, continuing that path forward, not only as a, you know, the, the team that I coached, uh, high times, but as a league, uh, itself. And I think we've got coaches and staff that are committed, uh, uh, to that growth as well. What's the excitement level like in the dugout during, well, one during a normal game, but also the CPL select game as well. I'm sure they bring the same intensity, uh, although it's, it's a different, uh, venue. That's what I'm looking for. A different venue is it more laser focused? Are they a little more loose? Are are they excited just to be a part of this, or does it kind of seem like the same? Because to them, it's like it's work time, you know. Well, I think it's I think it's a you know each each kid in that dugout is an individual, and I think you could say a little bit about all of that. Uh, but I did notice last you know uh, last year when we played this game. I mean, I see, I see a, a focus in their eyes. I see, I see that, I see that, Hey, we're going to get after it. And again, there, 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 there are some guys that are, that are a little bit more loose than others. They're, they're smiling. I see, you know, I, I see some pitchers who are, you know, they're, they're, they're big time locked in because they know, Hey, I've got one inning. I got to go out there and get three outs and man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go give them my best stuff. And, so, so you see a little bit of combination of all of that, but you know, none of it is like, oh well, we're just happy to be here kind of thing. I mean, that that's that's nowhere on the table. They they know, hey, I've been selected. I deserve to be here. I deserve. Um, I'm I'm representing the CPL. I'm representing my team that I play for in the CPL. I'm representing uh, my school that I'm from my family. I mean, I mean, they come out there to, I mean, they come out there to get after it and they, and you know, and they, they did, uh, they did last summer. I mean, they, they prepared well for the little practices and stuff that we had in the, uh, PDP program, the player development program, which is, which is awesome. I think that's a, a great thing that our kids see that, Hey man, this is something, this is information that's getting, to the um, uh, major league bureau and to the scouts, all those you know different times and different testing things really mean something. Especially when you're talking, you know, you get on the analytics and everything like that. But all the all the other stuff that they're uh, that the PDP program is involved with. I mean, our kids are excited about that because it's just another another way for them to be measured. And of course, you know, going out there in the game that's a way to be measured too, because they know they want to be measured by coming out, by coming out with a victory. I mean, I don't think any of those guys put the uniform on just to go out there and be happy and say, okay, yeah, we played and we made a good showing and you know, all right, now let's go home. No, they, I mean, those guys want to win. And I saw, I saw it in their eyes last year and I guarantee you this, um, 
this game they'll they'll be the same way. I mean, they'll be ready. They'll be ready to get after it. Because again, like I said, some of these players in here, I recognize. I've seen them play on the field, and I know how they're going to they're going to take it when we we take the field against Team USA. Well, Brian, as we kind of wrap things up here, I want to give you an opportunity to say whatever you want to say. Maybe there's some questions I didn't ask and you wanted to uh, actually speak to something different. The microphone is yours as we wrap things up. Okay. Um, again, just, just thankful, just thankful for this, for this opportunity, um, you know, uh, to coach, to be out there, uh, be out there with these guys, to be a part of the Coastal Plain League. Um, you know, I know, I know some of the things that are, I guess that are um, that are on the minds of, of um, I guess college coaches. Uh, it's you know it's been I guess it's, it's been on some different podcasts already and everything like that. But I will speak on that. You know you know I believe that the NCA needs to fund that third assistant. That is important to the growth of our sport. It's important to the energy of our sport. It's important to the kids of our sport. It's also important to grow their scholarship money as well. There's, there's, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm the guy in the room that can fix it. I just know that, I just know that for our sport to grow, that we not only have to um, address the 11.7 issue, but we've got to address how many coaches we have on that field. And that's not just at the division one level. Everybody's talking about the third system about division one level, but you know what? Division two level there's issues that they have that they're trying to address as well, just like division three, but we need to be, you know, we need to get out front and address some of these things where we can, we can get more players that are interested in our sport, you know, because, you know, you know, it's not like football and basketball where they go, okay, Hey, you have a, here's a scholarship. You have a full ride to school. And I don't think anybody in baseball is looking for a full ride, but when you talk about 11.7 scholarships and you divide it among the 27 players, you're looking at like, you know, roughly, I mean, just neighborhood about 40% of a scholarship, you know, and, and, and so for, for some kids, that's real hard when they're having to make a choice. Do I play this sport, that sport or whatever? Well, you know, this sport, if you get a dollar worth of scholarship aid, well, you get the whole thing. Well, if I go play baseball, I really like baseball a lot more, but man, I can't get, but 25% of a scholarship and a coach is supposed to go sit down in front of a parent and sit down and talk about how much they like their kid. But, Oh, Hey, by the way, here's, here's 25% of a scholarship because that's all we have. Um, I think, I think there's some issues there. I won't, uh, you know, I just, I hope that the NCA and, 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 and people who are helped drive this one, one person that I think is at the forefront of this, that I really respect a lot is Ron Polk. I mean, Ron Polk has been a, a sounding board and a mouthpiece uh, uh, with the NCA. Uh, you know, I think I think there's a lot of a lot of things that he uh, speaks truth about, and us as coaches, besides Ron Pope, need to step up. And when we have an opportunity to speak, we need to speak. And uh, you know, we just can't be worried about. Well, I don't want to say anything because I'm. I'm, I'm over here and I'm concerned maybe about my, my job security, this and that. I mean, we, we need to grow, we need to grow a sport and we need to stand up, uh, about it. I know, uh, I heard something earlier about, I think it was coach Corbin and the coach from Michigan s- spoke on that issue as well. And, you know, there, again, there's, there's plenty of other people that can, 
um, speak about it a lot more than, than, than myself, but I just want those opportunities for coaches that have an opportunity that, that will have a future opportunity to impact young, young men and women's lives, uh, in the future. And, and I think that we need to, you know, you know, we, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so to speak. We need to, we need to make sure we're, we're speaking up for our sport. And, um, I hope that other people than just myself are able to do that. Well, and the fact that you brought that up just shows the passion that you have not only for the sport of baseball, but for those students that you that you coach. I mean, to go and play baseball, to uh, uh, study, and also maybe even have to work because, well, you need to get some money from somewhere is is no easy task. And the people who have brought this up, such as yourself and and, and other coaches and players, you know, what I like about it is they're not bringing it up in a way where it's you know, uh, hateful or raising their voice with an iron fist. It's nothing like that. It's like, hey, we need to team up together and we need to approach this because it's it's that important for for us that love the sport as well as the sport in general. And so I really like that approach, and, and I, I agree with you. I feel, you know, the uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and we need to be that bug in the ear and just get to the point where we're all we're all chirping and, and we can get the attention of NCAA. Man, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the knowledge and the wisdom that you have imparted into, into me, as well as hopefully some of our listeners. And best of luck on Monday against uh, Team USA. I'm going to try my very best uh, to get out to Cary to watch that game. Brian, you better be there. I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you down. I want you there, man, because, I listen, man, it's the first podcast I've ever done in my life. So I, I need to make sure to shake your hand and, and tell you thank you and uh, thank you to the league and uh, – for everything that uh, you guys do that people don't think of everything behind the scenes. And I mean, it's, it's what, it's what make helps make the sport grow. It's what helps make our league grow. And I just want to, I want to, you know, I want to thank, thank you. I want to thank all the staff uh, in the CPL and thank Justin, Kat, uh, Jana, uh, Jacob, uh, Shelby. I mean, there's so many people, um, to think i'm sure i i hope i don't miss anybody but but our guys and our players understand in this league they're helping people build their their dreams and their goals and everything and so i'm just again very fortunate and blessed to be uh, to be a part of it in any way i can ever help i'm always here now as i mentioned right before the interview brian and i talked well beyond the 30 minutes you heard here he loves the CPL, and the CPL loves him just as much. If you're nearby this coming Monday, swing on by the U.S. Baseball Complex in Cary, North Carolina, and cheer on your CPL Select team. Maybe I'll see you there. Make sure every Monday you listen to Around the CPL, hosted by Aaron Summers, released on all of our social media and coastalplain.com. Do you want the latest news and updates on the Coastal Plain League, its teams, and players? If so, please visit the league website at coastalplain.com. Also, be sure to friend us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash League and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at CPL Baseball. Talk to you next week. I'm out.